Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the SportKite podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, and I'm the founder of SportKite.org, and I really wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. If you did not know, this podcast and the website sportkite.org are all volunteer run. And we do have a patronage site at buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. Every little bit helps. It helps us keep the website going, helps us keep the podcast hosted and all of that good stuff. So yeah, recently I was down at the Washington State International Kite Festival in Long Beach, Washington, and I had a chance to sit down and interview a handful of folks while I was down there. And in this episode, I wanted to share two of those interviews that are somewhat similar. And that's because both of the people that I interview in this episode fly multiple kites at one time. One person flies multiple dual line kites and one person flies multiple quad line kites. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. It's kind of a combination episode with these two interviews in it. And I'll put a little bit of a break in between. And yeah, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so I'm here on the beach at Whiskiff and wanted to do an interview with someone who is pretty awesome, but I will let him introduce himself and tell you about what he does, what makes him a unique sport kite flyer. So, hello. Hi. Well, I'm Patrick Reibold. I'm from Carmel, Indiana, and I fly three kites at once. Of course, inspired by Ray Bethel, but I never really got to see him fly much in person. Okay. Uh, the three kites that you usually fly, uh, you have a handful of different brands, right? You fly the Intention. I just started, I just got my Intentions. Okay. I've flown a couple times. <laughs> Previously, I've been flying mainly uh, Skyburner. All right. Which ones? A set of Widowmakers and oh. I have a set of Pro Dancers. Nice. And they all match and... Or sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I like to make the design a little bit different just to screw with people's minds. Because mm -hmm. they're... That's why I switched the purple and the blue on the... Ah, I like that. Because they look similar, but they're different. I like that. And I I know just recently you were doing a demo and you had tails on. Are you always flying with tails on your kites? All depends on the wind. Okay. What's what's your cut point where you say, I'm going to have tails versus where I'm not going to have tails? Well, if, there, if there's enough wind to keep the kite up with tails, I'll put tails on them. Okay. <laughs> it looks cooler, a lot cooler. It does. It does. Um, all right. So why did you start flying three kites at one time? Uh, it just looked like a challenge. I saw several people flying two at once, and I started doing that. And I uh -huh. thought, Let's see if we can do three. <laughs> and when you do it, you do one off of each hand, and are you doing off your hips, yep. your shoulders, or one on the hip? I just have a spur belt that I wear around my waist. Okay, with clips in it yep. that just clip straight to the lines. Yep. Uh -huh. Um, how long have you been doing this? Oh, about seven, eight years. Really? You just went straight from one to three, or did you no, go no, up no, through no, one, no. two, and then three? I was doing, learning how to do two. Okay. <clears throat> and then I came to this kite festival called Whiskiff for my first time. <laughs> and I was walking on this field here, and I met a couple guys that were flying two dual lines at the same time. Mm -hmm. And 
we kind of bonded and I spent the week with them and they taught me everything I know pretty much. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that made a huge difference. Do you mind me asking who those two guys were? Uh, Liberty Smith. Liberty Smith. Do I know that name? And Sam, I can't remember his last name, but he used to live two blocks from here. He just moved to Tennessee, I just found out. Ah, all right. called him Two Kite Sam. Two Kite Sam. <laughs> all right. And then after that, I just start working on three. Anybody can do it. And you're, you're not looking back. You're saying, I'm here. I'm going to stay with my three. And Is this, do you have to uh, put up with miles of walks of shame? Miles <laughs> upon miles. So actually, that's, that's a good point. So if you were to have one kite go down, do you put your other two down to go rescue that one? Or do you just... No, I usually get to the point where I can put it back up. Okay. Keep the other two in the air. All right. Unless it's unless it's like no, maybe the hip down. one and it's completely yeah. Then yeah, then I got put the other. Or sometimes I walk over to it and keep the other. One. <laughs> That's not how much room I got. That's impressive. <laughs> but I cannot do the nose launch with the kite upside down, nose mm -hmm. facing it, like I saw him do yesterday. Oh, Waddy did a nose launch. Yeah, yeah we're in sand. sand and you can get it with on with his kites. Oh, not with his. Oh, I was I gonna say I can I can see it with a with just flying one. But you might get enough leverage, I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know if you can get enough like a cartwheel. I don't know that you could do a you cartwheel. You have to cartwheel it. You just have to pick up the one wing enough and mm -hmm. then you pull on both to pop the nose back up. So you, you could probably do it with the handle. Uh, skill I have not, not well, learned yet. <laughs> now we know what your next. Well, you can try it later. But okay. I never fly on sand, I always fly on grass. Alright. Except much. for yeah. here at Whiskey. Uh, Alright. Where are you from? I live in Carmel, Indiana. It's a suburb just north of Indianapolis. And you come all the way out here to Washington to... Well, my brother lives in Astoria, so I come out and stay with him. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, so what's what's next for you? Like, just keep on doing that. Just keep on doing it? I see a couple guys doing four kites at once, and I made a harness, but I cannot control one kite with my shoulder and one kite with my waist. All right. It's so you would have one in each hand, and yeah. then one on your shoulders, and yeah. one on one on your waist. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when uh, last question, I guess, is uh, the kites you're flying off of your hand? Are you? Um, I've seen people fly them off of like a single handle that's curved, or just a piece of wood. Uh, what are you flying off of? Uh, PVC All with right. a bicycle grip on it. And I took a heating gun and just melted the tips to bend them up and roll poles in. Just create the. Uh, how wide is how wide is the handle? About 12, 14 inches. All right. So a nice, good size for for keeping the line manageable. Yeah, I started out way too big. That's one of the things that the guys here taught me. Just go shorten a little bit smaller. Shorten the handles and get bigger kites because I was flying jazzes at the time. Yeah, that would. Uh, that would be fast, yeah. and <laughs> you need to slow it down just a touch, just a touch. So. All right, is there anything else you would like to share about flying three kites at once? I think we need more people doing it. Uh -huh. It's it's a blast. I would love to have a dual team of two guys flying three kites. Oh, so like a six-man team, but yeah. only two people. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh. So the best way is to just like start trying yeah, you just, actually I think it's easier to fly a dual line with one hand 
Okay. Especially when you're beginning, because you don't have to worry about forward steering, because mm -hmm. you, you only have so much. Leverage. Yeah, so get used to that. It's and not then... that hard to fly a kite with one hand. Alright. And then figure out how you can do it with the other hand and your hips. And, yeah, it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> or learning to juggle. Well, some of us can't juggle too well. Well, I can't juggle. <laughs> but I've you tried. can fly three kites. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, you'll see this one on, on sportkite.org soon. Cool. So, cool. Thank you. All right. So we just finished up that first interview with Patrick Reibold. He flies three dual line kites at one time. I hope you enjoyed uh, kind of that introduction into, you know, kind of the headspace of a multiple kite flyer. And uh, yeah, while we take a little break here, I just wanted to give a shout out again to those of you that have supported us via the buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. Especially wanted to give a shout out to the sustaining members, Tim Feld and Alan Carter. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everything you're doing. That really does help keep this thing alive. All right, so let's get into the second interview. This one is with Spence Watson, and he is known for not only flying all sorts of sport kites that are out there, but he also flies two quad line kites at the same time. And uh, he does something a little bit different and unique. So yeah, let's get started with the second interview. All right, so I am here at Whiskiff, uh, sitting with my friend uh, Spence Watson. He's already done one podcast episode earlier. Well, I think it was cut up into a couple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, so I maybe think. two or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions about flying multiple kites at one time, specifically multiple quadline kites at one time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess where do we get started? How how did you get started with flying? more than one quad line kite at one time um it's a it's a slow process it takes a while to get there um but the first step was just getting to fly one-handed mm -hmm. choosing one hand I, I started with my right hand and we just kind of slowly practiced it over time until um well sorry that was my thingy uh, <laughs> we're in my car so the dash cam turned off after i turned <laughs> off the car um, but yeah, so just getting used to flying in one hand because there's some utility in that. That's really useful. If I'm mm -hmm. walking across a beach or something and there's some ropes that I'm going over, I can put it in one hand and use the other hand to move the rope. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's real. It's just really handy. Um, and then I got pretty comfortable with that, where I could hold an inverted hover and things like that with with my right hand. Okay. Um, and then I'd play with my left hand a little bit, and that was for a while. My left hand was much more sloppy than my right. Um, but once I got to an okay inverted hover on my left. It didn't have to be perfect, um, but I had some amount of control. And and at that point, there's still some more utility there because now you can kind of swap your hands a little bit. And yeah. so, you know, maybe it's easier to grab that rope with your right hand than it is with your left hand. Um, <laughs> you know, so there's some use there. And then, then it started to be, yeah, picking up two at once. It'd usually be pick up someone else's or, um, you know, Steve DeRoy was one of the first ones to, to do this. And mm -hmm. so he usually had a pair that were that were matched up to some extent. So mm -hmm. pick up those and play with them. Okay. 
Um, in heavier wind, it was a bit easier to start because you've got plenty of pressure for your control. You can't do it for long. Um, <laughs> yeah, it keeps it keeps the sail completely powered up, or at yeah, least because you don't have to think about yeah. like it's hard enough to fly in light wind. Mm -hmm. You know, so trying to put that on top of acquiring a new skill, it just it's it's just more than you need. So yeah, being able to do it loaded up at first to kind of get used to the control and stuff is nice, but it hurts your hands in that. So you can do it for <laughs> just little bits at a time. Mm -hmm. um, even now in heavy wind, I can only probably do it for maybe a minute or two. Okay. Um, it just it, it really hurts, which kind of <laughs> which kind of brings into you know how it works, right? As opposed mm -hmm. to like uh, Patrick, he, I saw you talking to earlier. Yeah. He you know has a d different hand. He has a handle that you know you wouldn't normally use when you're flying. So right. on a dual line. Right. So he has one kite in one hand, one kite in the other hand. Right. And a kite off of his hips. Yeah. So but he's got those a, are he all doesn't have line. normal straps. He's got a handle or, yeah. you know, those anchors and stuff. Um, whereas with quad line, pretty much everyone I know that's doing two at once just uses normal handles. And we just hold the handles in a funky way in one hand. Um, which is kind of hard to describe, um, kind of like you're doing a two finger pew pew gun and you got your, <laughs> your pinky and your ring finger down in between them and then you can kind of articulate a little bit. Um, but because of that, it puts a lot of pressure on the center of my palm to really okay. work with all that, to hold the handles and to, to get control out of them, especially in heavy wind. And mm -hmm. so my hands will cramp, um, at some point. I try to drink lots of water, but, um, it, it still happens. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that got into it being around um steve and bazer those are two that uh, back when i was on team iquad they were mm -hmm. on iquad with me as well and um and they were some of the first two that were able to do that at all ever um and so being around them um kind of gave me you know let, let me see what they were doing and, and yeah. go from there um and now i think there's there's a small handful around the world of people that can do it um yeah, I've seen a few in different countries. There's, there's a, a few more, but it's still pretty rare. Yeah. Because it, it takes a really long time to yes. build up to it. <laughs> um, so. So if... I, I know uh, you and, and Steve DeRoy have, have flown essentially a four-man team with two people. Yeah. So you have, you have the four kites. Both of you are flying uh, two kites at the same time. Yeah. Um, Traditionally, when you're doing that, since now some of your dexterity is, is taken out of the equation, you just don't have it like you would if you were flying regular quad line. Right. Are you able to, are, are you just like doing follow the leader or are you able to do some of the like blender moves or any of the crazy like no. line twisting stuff? Or? Yeah, you're, you're pretty limited. The significant thing is that you can't, you can't do a side hover. Okay. You know, because in order to do a side over, you have to separate your hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Steve and I both tried to kind of like finagle it to like get one handle back behind my thumb and the other oh. one like <laughs> out on your tips. And you can you can kind of slow down the drop like, but it's with a full size quad line kite. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't really see a way to to get there where you can actually hold a side hover. Okay. Um. So that doesn't really happen. So it's usually... Um, you know, we can do, you know, side by side, you know, circles and squares and octagons and things where, you know, the kites are side by side doing the same figure. And so we can do four of them doing that. You could do, um, opposing figure eights or squares or octagons or whatever, where the two kites kind of go in the opposite direction and then come all the way around and pass through each other mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And then you can do follows. Follows are harder. 
Okay. Um, Because with the first two, you know, your hands are doing the same thing, either the same thing in one direction or the same thing in opposite directions, but there's still some symmetry there. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the follow, you got to do one and then the other. And so getting it to to do that, especially if you do a follow with sharp corners, like a square Mm -hmm. follow, that's really hard. Um, Because, yeah, it's hard to separate and do one, you know, do the timing staggered. Yeah. Um, but, But we've done that. I've flown... Uh, I've seen I've seen Steve do it, and I've done it to fly fly two kites in a normal quad line team. Mm-hmm. Where like, and it works okay for follows and stuff. It's hard to do, but but it works. <laughs> you can make um, it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's really great flying with 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 Steve. Um, anytime we're at a festival together, we'll usually do. <laughs> you guys are usually the mutants out there that are. <laughs> yeah, and it's really fun, and we you know we both know what you know. Uh, I've got a song that I fly to. Uh, it's French, and I'm not going to try to say the name of it. Um, but um, but it's a great song. It's kind of slow and calm, and I have it cut down to, like, 2 minutes and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the song that I use for solo, and I use it when Steve and I fly together, too, because we're in the same boat where, like, if the wind's up, you know, your hands will hurt. So having a real short song, you know... Uh, sometimes I'd put on a longer song, and Steve and I have both, both done this. Where you put have a longer song and you'll fly two hand for a while and you just drop one and I just do the rest with one. Okay. Because your hands just hurt. It just yeah. can't. You can't do it. Um, and I've even had times where well, it was in um, uh, Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Last time I was there with Steve, he he did a two kite pair. I was there with him, um, and it was a longer song. And so then he just handed one to me and then we flew pairs. You know? Okay. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's ways you can make it work. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's also some utility back when back when we were on iQuad, uh, we'd normally fly six packs, mm-hmm. and so it w- when it was Steve Bazer and I, we could fly all six kites onto the field on our own. Yes. You know, if, if or if there's someone straggling who's like you know got to sort out radios or you know who knows what, then we can mm-hmm. still get a, get their kites in the field, get it situated for them, and then it's just there do waiting some, for them. Yeah, do some type of performance, and then I mean it's just because it there's some effort to run into it to yeah. run into the field in the first place, right? Yes. And maybe they need to throw batteries in their radio real quick. So it's like okay, I'll just carry your kite, and then you can just run in and and you're okay. good to go. You know, so stuff like that's real handy. Um, or even I've had years here at Whiskiff where um, the tide came up kind of high, and there were lots of quad lines right down by the water, and so I'd start picking them up two at a time, just grabbing handles. And... Yeah, pick them up two at a time and move them. Nice. You know, and just push them up the beach. I don't care whose it is. I'm just here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna move you up. You know, the beach. no one gives yeah. a shit if I touch their quad lines anyway. But yeah. <laughs> I think most people actually are happy if, if Wadi touches their quad lines. Yeah, I came to a festival once um, in Huntington Beach, Oregon, where I wasn't really, like, I knew the festival was there, and um, my girlfriend at the time and I went down, we were just going to go around and, you know, see, go to the Tillamook, get the, mm-hmm. go to the Cheese Factory, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we just kind of stopped by there shortly. I didn't even bring any kites, and I just kind of walked walked by, said hello, and as I w- kind of walked past the line of kite people, I think probably four people are like, "You want to do a demo? You can fly my kite." We got, you know. <laughs> so I ended up doing a demo. I think with uh, with Jerry Rawls' kite or something, huh. um, you know. And then and that was it. And then we went and we went to the Archie's factory and did a hike, and you know. <laughs> yeah, so. I was uh, earlier on the beach. I was kind of joking with a friend of ours who. Um, he was talking about a person in their kite club who he's he's made enough kites 
and giving them to people and all that. That now he just shows up to the kite club fly and he mm. flies everybody else's stuff. And then when the thing's done, he's just like, "Okay, bye," and takes yeah. off. He doesn't have to bring anything. He doesn't OPK. have to take. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, no, Willow fly. loves the OPK. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> flying other people's kites. Yeah. Um, I go go to kite festivals, fly OPK, and you're you're good to go. Makes things yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if someone's getting started with, with trying to fly two quad lines at the same time, like mm -hmm. you said, you start with trying to uh, just do it one-handed and feel that with one hand and then feel it with the other hand and then yep. put the two together. Yep. Uh, so just from a functional perspective, I, I know you guys have probably tested all these. The way that you're talking about it is you have both handles for the one kite in one hand, correct? Yes. Have you thought about putting the right handle of both kites in the right hand and the left handle of both kites in the left hand? I, uh, you I would have cross lines. Yeah, but... I can't imagine that going well. Okay. Because um, at least with the two kites, like I can keep them kind of uh, segmented in my brain. You know, where it's like, okay, this one's that one, and this one's that one. Yeah. Whereas if I cross them, it'd be like, okay, this part of this one is that one, and this part of that one is this one, and it would get yeah. That so would it'd be, be really, really complicated headwise. All right. Yeah, and it's just it's completely different from what normal one-handed flying is. Yes. You know, and so it's like. Yep. Learning to fly one-handed at that point would have been mostly useless. <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. really have a lead up to it. You yeah. just kind of have to like practice that, I guess. Just do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen you know, uh, I've seen things where people have come up with different contraptions. Like um, Penny Lingenfelter for a while had a thing indoors where she had like a this like claw and had a handle in it, and she would ah uh, yes, it essentially was like two handles that were bound together. Yeah, in it was a center. rigid. It was like yeah. a rigid little frame thing, and she would often it, it was she used it indoor mainly, but she would actually go and she'd take her finger out and she'd hit one of the lines to turn it. You know, so huh. she could kind of do a little bit, but if you actually wanted any amount of like significant amount of turning, you had to reach out and grab a line in order to do it. Which yeah, because the two things work. didn't pivot. You could yeah. only kind of like angle it, so you'd be kind of pulling on the left side and the left bottom wing the most, and then you know it's just yeah. not quite the same. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I, I've thought about things about maybe you could do some sort of you know ball joint in the middle and have some way of pivot them so that then at least they're bound together. And so it's also taking the pressure off of collapsing your hand. It's a, yeah, it, it could take a little bit off. Um, maybe I'll play with that at some point. Because um, I've I've played a little bit with with printing out some some pieces that like I uh, made a little little ring that sits on the foam and then that can sit over one of your fingers okay. to kind of keep the handle from sliding down. Um, and it was okay. I felt like it was getting in the way more than anything, especially because I'd also just leave them on there and I didn't like them when I was flying, <laughs> flying just the kite by itself. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's a way you could kind of subtly do something, you know, maybe drill a hole through the handles and then have like some piece that can kind of screw in so then it doesn't actually Like have, have a little poppet or... that kind of goes between your fingers. Some you know, like... like you have the poppets on phones? Well, I'm kind of thinking like something that would hold, that would just be a pivot, a okay. joint in between yeah, yeah. them. And that could... Maybe, I don't know, I'll think about that. Maybe I'll print something and, and mess around with it. We'll that. probably see it on, uh, you put most of your, your designs and stuff like that on your website, right? Yeah, anytime I, I make something that I, I print, um, I put all of my models up 
on on uh, wati.us w-a-t-t-y.us mm-hmm. um, and they're all up there under under a, a WTF license okay um, which that's a license that says you can do whatever the fuck you want with them <laughs> um, so I don't care what you do you can print it you can sell it you can I don't, I don't care you're um, just having fun creating it I'm making the things and I get the value out of making it for me I'm solving my own problem yeah um, and most of them are like kite fittings that are like it's a little end cap. It, it like takes me. It's a cylinder with a hole in it. Like yeah, it takes me <laughs> you know twenty minutes to model it. Mm-hmm. So it's not a like, it's not a big deal. Um, and plus that way you know I don't, I don't want to be in the market of like selling parts. You yeah. know, and I don't think three D printing is the way to, like, is really an avenue for that. Yeah, it's more prototyping and, it's, well, and it's having fun. And... That and being, um, being really flexible mm-hmm. um because like i will now we're now we're diving into a 3d printing conversation I don't yeah. know if that's where <laughs> we, you want to go there well <laughs> well we'll we'll answer this quick question and then okay. we'll kind of yeah, yeah. yeah we'll um, definitely save that for another fun yeah so i guess to, to kind of wrap that up a little bit um i could see, i what i think could could be a really good use is having a kite shop that has a 3d printer mm-hmm. because then someone comes in the broken kite or they need some part oh let me grab my calipers and measure it and i'll just print one yeah you know um so all my fittings are open source and available for anyone to do that if they want and if they don't have a printer and they don't have any really anybody to help them and they need someone to print it then they can come to me i'm gonna charge them for my time and for my materials and stuff but yeah. um you know but it doesn't it you're not doesn't in the business of it it's not you, what i'm but going you for will yeah. help where you can yeah of course i'll okay. help you know i'll try my best to help anyone who asks um but you know it's most i mostly print them for my own use and for kites that i build and um yeah and i'm trying stuff out but i make them there so hey if someone if someone wants to 3d print there they can go go for it all right so uh i guess to kind of tie it back to the multiple quadline kite yeah. uh discussion uh, mainly the, the quadline kites that you've been flying have been uh, Revolutions or the Hadziki wing style. Mm-hmm. Um, have you tried it with any of the others, like the, the Fulcrum or any of the other quadline kites sure. that are kind of out there? Yeah, I mean, I've flown a bunch. Um, but yeah, I was I was originally on, you know, flying Revolutions as, you know, everyone was because that was the only quadline available, you mm-hmm. know, because it was all patented and stuff. Um, and then since then, I, you know, eventually started making my own, and so I, but they're still on that same Hedziki wing format with, you know, some adjustments for, to get what I wanted. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a handful of other ones. I've flown the Fulcrum, um, when I was in China for the first time, um, Carl Robert Shaw was there and he had his and, um, and so he showed it to me and we played around a little bit and he showed me how to, how to get a Jacob's ladder out of it and do hmm. a roll up and okay. it took me a minute to get it, but then I watched him do it and then it was like, Oh, then okay. it made sense. And then I got it. And then he was all pissed at me cause I got it. <laughs> He's like, I, think He's like, I had that. Out. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but he didn't have an example of someone who was doing it that he could go, Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure if that was, if that was averse, he would have gotten it there just as fast, but. Um, but yeah, and the Fulcrum's great. If there was, I mean, that's probably the only quadline kite that I would buy now because okay. I make all, you know, I you make, make all, all your own. I'm yeah. not going to make a Fulcrum. Right. They're very unique. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And that's just like, I'm already, I'm diving into dual line and there's like 
a lot of stuff there about how to design and construct a dual line and then and the fulcrum's the same way where it's like th you got that three dimensions so you have a ton mm -hmm. of variables and just all this stuff that you'd have to fuss with um so i, I can't imagine going there but i could imagine buying one at some point potentially because it's it is really well buying two uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know if i uh, yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> Um, you got to step it up and fly too at the same time. Yeah, now. but mean, they're cool with how tricky they are, and, yeah. and they yeah they fly pretty cool. And then I flown a bunch of weird little things like there was the um, the Spirit Quad um, that was a weird pointy one. Mm -hmm. um, it was alright. It was kind of squishy. It wouldn't come down for a catch on short lines. It just wouldn't do it. Um, there's the um, the Guildworks, the, Yo, um, the, the Decas. Yeah, yeah. The Decas. Oh, that would be dang they're near really, impossible. They're really pretty, but yeah, because there's no rigid yeah. um, lead, so if you even if you fly it forward too much, it flips on itself. Yep. So they're, you know, they're real pretty okay. and great for that, like, Cirque du Soleil stuff where they kind of found their niche because they're just so goddamn pretty. Yeah. Um, and so they look nice in that format with some lights and stuff, but not really my favorite thing to fly. And then I've flown a pig. There was, like, a quadline pig. <laughs> um, that was just kind of silly, and uh, there's a bat one as well. Did you ever fly the Mojo? I never did fly the, the Mojo. HQ. I haven't. I don't think I've seen one in person. Okay. Um, I I I mean, looking at it, I know what it'll feel like. Um, and I think Steve DeRoy did flew it for their promo video, and I asked him, you know, is it, you know, how's it feel? Does it fly yeah. a straight line? I don't think it flies a straight line. He's like, no, it doesn't fly a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole leading edge is curved, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. like super curvy. It's a different kind of like, yeah. That's what happens yeah. if you take a quad, you know, any Hadzeki wing and you curve the leading edge a lot, it's going to want to, it's not going to want to go, go in a straight right. line. Right, it's not know? cutting so, like a knife, it's rolling like a ball. Yeah, so it seems kind of obvious. Yep. Um, and then even just uh, the other day, uh, I flew Steve Hampton's. Scott um, Hampton. What, Steve? I, Jesus. Well, you're thinking Scott of Steve Deroy. Too many... <laughs> Yeah. S names. So yeah. Scott Hampton, and he has uh, it's his uh, Space Cadet yes. series, and he has one that's a, a Space Cadet hanging on to a kite, um, and it's kind of got you know a kind of somewhere between like kind of the Spirit Quad and the um, uh, the Decas, kind of that that kind of shape, a little kind of pointy. Mm -hmm. um, and we quad lined it, and it it flew okay. I mean, it's it's got these feet hanging. Yeah, you know, dangling it's it's definitely like, not optimized for quad line. Flight. No, but it worked. You know, <laughs> yeah. it worked fine. I could hold an inverted hover with it. it couldn't really go in, in reverse very well because the feet kind of stuck out, and then <laughs> you know provided resistance to going backwards. I, I have to admit, now um, I want to see you fly two of them and have them like <laughs> dancing with each other and like. It was really fun. It's really you know I like those kind of weird you know and i've made like my sunglasses the mm -hmm. uh, deal with it uh, those kind of like meme mm -hmm. pixelated sunglasses um and you know they just it doesn't it flies okay it's a it's enough that i could i wouldn't feel bad flying it and actually that's kind of what i will use it for is for mega flies okay you know where you got all these quadline guys and there's some sunglasses in there's there. something that looks different <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know so like it's fun to have those little things. I won't mm -hmm. fly them seriously. All right. Um, the Hadziki wing really, really pretty well has it nailed when it comes down to you know having something that performs well and it's gonna be really accurate and um, yeah, it's it, it ended up being a pretty pretty clear sweet spot. There's some adjustment here and there, but I mean just like the what is it called the Regala wing? Is that yes. what it, the, yeah, for dual yeah. lines? Yep. Same sort of thing, you know, where oh here's this this format that just works really, really well. Yep. Um and a now triangle it's just with some depth. 
is yeah. essentially what the regala wing is. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we sign off, mm. uh, so your website, you want to say it again? Sure. That's uh, wati.us, W-A-T-T-Y dot U-S. And there I have um, all my 3D models. I have um, some kites that I made are listed for sale there. I keep a build log every every kite that I build I do a write-up about what I did differently what I like what I didn't like um, stuff like that mm -hmm. um, there's an about page with that just kind of has like some sample videos of everything that I do um, yeah <laughs> so there's the, yeah, a handful of videos on there of you know each one doing a oh indoor dual line indoor quad line outdoor dual line outdoor quad line outdoor <laughs> Body flies everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's all of that kind of stuff there to kind of give an idea but um, and then you yeah. have a YouTube channel yeah, um, Wadi Rev, W-A-T-T-Y-R-E-V, um, mm -hmm. on YouTube, and there I, yeah, I've got some old, old video tutorials now from back when I was in, like, high school, and, um... <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It was when I was in high school. I that know, was, it's just uh, strange to think how young you are. I'm almost 30. Oh. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, and then there's, um, you know, various, like, kind of, like, promo videos, and mm -hmm. um, done a couple of dual line trick videos so far, and some kite, done a couple of kite building ones in there, um... So yeah, there's some there's some there's stuff. some good stuff there. I'd like to do a bit more, but it's just finding the, the time. I still need yeah. to I still need to make a K two thousand tutorial for uh, uh, Matt Constable. Um, and I told him I would do it next time I've been out, and I've been out like a few I don't know, times. five times. Or <laughs> and I, I I recorded it once, and then realized I didn't have the right angle, and so I just I haven't gone and done it again. Uh, I should though, because this the K two thousand is great, and there's lots of videos. Of, of it, it. Mm -hmm. but nothing really like explaining how, how you do to do it. it. So okay. I've been meaning to do that because it's really handy. Um, but, and if yeah. someone wants to reach out to you, go through your website. Or... Yeah, the website there's a contact form on there that just sends me an email. It's Perfect. real simple, so I just respond to that. And, All right. Um, awesome. Yeah, Facebook's fine too. I'm on. That's pretty much all I use Facebook for is kite mm -hmm. stuff. So. Um, yeah, if anyone sees me around there in the different groups and stuff, yeah, DMs Reach are out fine. to you. Yeah, cool. totally. All right. Thanks, Wadi. Yeah, cheers. We're going to have you on the podcast again. You know this, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, always happy to. Good. <laughs> All right. So a big thank you to both Patrick and Spence for being on this podcast with us and sharing kind of how they have approached flying multiple kites at one time. We had both dual line multiple kite flyer and a quad line multiple kite flyer so yeah uh would love it if you like subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends send it to your buddies that might be interested in sport kite flying and if you have any suggestions or you've got questions or feedback you can either email us at info at sportkite.org or you can always go to our facebook page just look for sportkite.org and drop us a note there. Um, if you're looking to get into contact with either of these gentlemen, you can always reach out to us and we'll put you in direct contact with them. All right, so with that, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go out and fly and yeah. Peace out everybody. <laughs>